basketball jewels. I got a basketball jewels. Got a basketball jewels. Oh, baby. Hello everybody, this is Gerald Cross. This is the Lakers Talk Podcast. This is number four. Uh, I know you've been waiting a long time. I know you've been missing me and you wanted to hear about me. And uh, first of all, let's talk about that intro. Didn't you like that uh, intro music there? That's kind of nice. Yeah, do your research. Go ahead and find out where that's from. Uh, I want you to put in the comments. Let me know what's the name of that song, where it's found at. Um, somebody that's kind of close to me, you know, he's kind of a good person recommended that song. Um, he's actually my father, Mr. Stan Cross. He's actually here in the room, Robert Stanley Cross, that is. He is here. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Stanley C. here. All right. So this actually is going to be the family show. I have, uh, not only my father here, I have my brother and sister, uh, they're going to introduce themselves to you now. Uh, next on the mic is Mr. Courtney Cross. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Say hello. Oh, you just did. You already know my name. All right. There you go. That's his voice. That's him. The man, the myth, the legend. Next up is you know. my youngest sister, um, Mr. Robin. Go ahead and say a little something. Hi. Mrs. Robin. That is. Right. <laughs> she is okay. not a man. <laughs> and she ain't confused. <laughs> no. Say a little something. Um, nice to be here. Thank you. Appreciate that. Glad for you to be here. Now, everybody, I know you should be so welcome. I mean, my lovely family, they are amazing. Um, if you love my voice, you're going to love theirs too. So, let's get right into it. This is Lakers Talk. Um, we got to discuss two different games that happened over this last few days the day after thanksgiving the lakers played the utah jazz they actually ended up winning that game it was one of the lowest scoring games of the year um yeah look the lakers played a lot of defense that game they they ended up winning at 83 to 90 um they held utah jazz to 83 points one of the lowest scoring um so that means their defense was playing really great also you know, they were struggling at times during that game. I must admit, there was a lot of uh, hard times for the Lakers. They weren't doing very well scoring, but when they were scoring, they were doing very well. We're going to get into all the stats in a little bit, but before that, I want to add a little special part about this show. Um, I want to go around the room. I want to add, ask each one of my family members what I've been a Lakers fan, as I've told told you guys. You know my three podcasts before. I've been a Lakers fan for over 30 years. I want to know what their thought of me and how they're, each one of them, their memory of me as a Lakers fan and what stood out about me being such a Lakers fan. So starting out with you, Dad, I want you to tell a little bit of something to the audience, a memory of me as a Laker 
fan or something. It could be anything that you remember. Just uh, random. That's, I brought this up. They did not know about this. I didn't tell them about this before this podcast. I just wanted to bring it up and I wanted to hear just raw, uncut thoughts. Well, been in the Navy and all, you travel around a lot and you see a lot of people that change their their uh, their teams when they change their towns. But that's one thing you never did. You were always a Laker fan. No okay. matter where you went, no matter where you were, no matter what country, what state, what city. That's what I remember. Okay. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, thank you, Dad. All right, next, Courtney. Tell me what yeah. you remember. I remember when Kobe snitched on uh, on, on Big Man, and, like he still chose to roll with him. Like, damn, that's that's, <laughs> that's deep, bro. I like, hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's hard right there. On Big Man, huh? Like any other situation, like that'd be a no-no. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, but but uh, let me digress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember one time we, we we like we didn't have cable or something, and we was trying to watch a game, and it was you know it was before like it was, remember Prodigy it was like back mm-hmm. in Prodigy yeah. days you remember know Prodigy I mean? yeah and like we didn't have the cable at the time or something like I don't I don't remember what but we was watching on the rabbit ears. And you can hardly see the fucking game, but it was like all staticky and shit. Mm-hmm. But you, you were sitting in front of that TV all focused and shit, and pissed off because they were losing. But I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's just what I remember. Okay, well, appreciate that. So apparently, I was so into the damn game, I was getting pissed off at looking at a staticky TV. Mm-hmm. I and tell what was going on, but I guess you was getting it just for it. Right, right. So, I don't know if you guys know, when I watched the Lakers game, especially back in the day, if the Lakers lost, I was pissed off the whole day. I was upset. I was mad. It changed my whole mood. I don't, know if, the, I don't know if the rest of my family saw that in me or not. But next up is Robin. I'd like to know, you know, what I don't know what you thought of me as a Lakers fan or if you saw anything at all. Definitely a fanatic. Uh, oh. I sometimes wonder if maybe you like them more than your own family, because I feel like oh, you'd be flying out to see them more than Ooh. us. <laughs> but it's cool. It's whatever. Oh wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right. Come to the family right first. Um, next time I'm going to see Robin first before the Lakers game. As a matter of fact, she's going to the next Lakers game with me. I don't know if that's going to make up for any of that, <laughs> but uh, that's going to be a thing. Next Lakers game, expect to see Robin. So thank you. Thank you, everybody, for that feedback. I appreciate that. Let me know. I didn't know what they were going to say today. They could have just said the worst things about me, and I appreciate that feedback. Thank you, guys. All right, now let's get into the Lakers. I do remember flip-flopping with the Clippers, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I never, never cheered for the Clippers, so don't believe that. So next up, we're going to talk about the Lakers games. We're going to review the Lakers' last game that they played. Uh, well, we're going to start from the last one that you heard about. 
So they played on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. They played the Utah Jazz, as we talked about a little earlier, that they uh, they won that game. It brought them to um, 11-7. and seven. Um, They were seventh in the Western Conference. The Western Conference is so deep right now. It is so deep that even at 11-7, and seven, the Lakers won the last eight, um, you know, out of the last 10 games, they won eight out and they went eight and two. Um, they're still seventh place. Um, however, with that, they're only one or two games out of first place because every the top eight teams are so close. Um, they all are within one to two games. So if they lose two, you're probably going to be dropped out of the playoff spot. Or if you win two, you're probably going to be somewhere like second or first. So that's how close the Western Conference is. It's so deep. It's so so tough. So so far the Lakers have been great. So let's talk about a few stats during that game. LeBron James had 22 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists. That's pretty close to what he's been averaging during this season. He's averaging somewhere close to 28 points a game, um, around seven rebounds, seven assists. Um, with that, he's second or third in the NBA in scoring right now. Uh, if you guys don't realize, he's in his 16th NBA season. So this is unheard of for a player to be in his 16th NBA season, still averaging top five in rebounds, assists. I mean, top 10 in, in, in rebounds and assists scoring. I mean, that's unheard of at this stage in their career. And this guy is just kind of doing it all. He also had two steals and one block in that game. Now, during this game, Brandon Ingram came up big time. I don't know if you guys know, he's in his third year. Um, we've been waiting for him to step up for a while. So he's finally uh, stepping up. In this game, he scored 24 points, his best scoring game of the year. And he was starting to look like he's kind of something. He had this driving dunk, and that was amazing. Um, I don't know if my family saw this game. They weren't there. They didn't see it. I watched this game. We were blocked out. As a matter of fact, <laughs> all right, thank you for pointing that out. This game, I'm in San Diego right now. I don't know if any of you fans are there. It was blacked out. If you're local anywhere near L.A., you could not watch this game. So to watch this game, I had to go after the day after and watch highlights from all of you that either put your YouTube videos up there, recorded it. Appreciate you. Thank you. you giving me, some, you know, you give me what I need because, look, I didn't go to the game and it was blacked out. I have NBA League Pass, you know, Spectrum, Sportsnet, all that blacked out. So if you're one of those people near us, didn't get to see it, go ahead and put your comments in there. Let us know what you uh, what you felt about that whole thing. All right. He's a point guard, isn't he? All right. So that's Courtney right there. Uh, he's not as big a fan and follower of the Lakers as I have been all my yeah, years. Okay. So, no, uh, Brandon Ingram is not a point guard. He is a small forward. Uh, he is 6'9". Uh, he can play plays point guard sometimes, so that's a good point because the Lakers have used him whenever uh, some of their players have gone out. Um, for instance, Rajon Rondo just broke his hand about a week ago, and so... They don't necessarily have a natural backup point guard. So what they've been doing sometimes is using Brandon Ingram as a point guard for the second unit. Excuse my uh, 
pronunciation there, but they use him sometimes as the backup point guard because he has pretty good handles. At 6'9", he's kind of long, skinny, but he can actually dribble. So they use him to bring it up to court, but they also use him to cover those mismatches as he can, uh, on offense, back players up and score on them because um, they're usually 6'2", 6'3", whatever point guards, and he's 6'9". So I don't know if you guys know, their starting lineup is, is for instance, point guard. They have Lonzo Ball at 6'6". They have Brandon Ingram starting at shooting guard at 6'9". They have Ingram's a shooting guard? They have him starting as a shooting guard. That is correct. That's the starting lineup. So their smallest player is Lonzo Ball at 6'6", starting. Their shooting guard, they have uh, Brandon Ingram starting at 6'9". They have uh, LeBron James starting at small forward at 6'9", 265 pounds. They at power forward they have um, Kyle Kuzma at six foot nine starting at the power forward, and at center they have um, Javale McGee who's seven foot one starting at center. So the Lakers start one of the tallest starting lineups out there. The problem is when they play teams like the Portland Trailblazers, they have like a uh, they have starting shooting guards that can slash and get to the basket. The Lakers have a problem holding them in front of them. Yeah, they're tall, they're lengthy, but they can't necessarily stop these point guards from getting to the rim and scoring. And they know that. And so these teams usually attack the Lakers constantly, attacking, attacking the basket. Now, the great thing about that is um, we have JaVale McGee, who last year played, the last two years played with the Golden State Warriors. He won two championships with them. However, he only played 10 minutes a game with the Warriors. So he would come in and he would contribute valuable minutes. But I don't know if you guys know this, but the last five or six years in his career, he's averaged 10 or so minutes a game. He's now playing, he's starting with the Lakers, and he's playing 25 minutes a game. That's the most in his career in the last six years. Now with that, he's actually producing greatly he's scoring the most points he's scored in the last six years he's third in the nba in block shots he is just playing outstanding for the lakers and if you guys don't know javel mcgee has asthma you can see him on the sideline with an inhaler this guy is doing all this he's playing 15 plus minutes than he's used to playing blocking his career high scoring career high all while doing this with asthma this guy is, is playing pretty outstanding right now. Well, All right. If you look at his productivity to his minutes per game, um, I mean, eh, I think he might have gone down a little bit. But, I mean, he's playing more minutes. You're going to get tired and everything. Right. Um, well, he's actually, if you look at the minutes per game, he's actually upped his stats a little bit. Um He's been doing damn good, I'm going to say. I, I think this guy might just get most improved player this year. I think I really do. So uh, next, I want to move forward in our, our program a little bit. I want to talk about a little more stats during that game. I already talked about LeBron James had 22 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, Ingram's had 24 points. And that was uh, – don't have the minutes. I'm going to have to get that back to you. Um, but – that was the Lakers' lower scoring game. Um, just just to know if they won. So that well, some people will want to 
um, I was listening to the sports news and they were pretty um, impressed to the fact that the Lakers had more of a half-scoring game. The Lakers so far this year is known for fast-breaking. This game was more of a half-court, slow-it-down. Most people think they couldn't play a slow-down game. And they proved in this game that they could slow down, low-scoring game, and still win the game. Because that's everybody believes that in the playoffs, that's how the games are played. There's not really a lot of fast-breaking. Most of the teams win with these slowed-down, half-court defensive play games. So the fact that the Lakers were able to have one of those, a lot of people believe that, okay, this is what they're going to see in the playoffs. And if, if you can do that, you can win playoff games. So, okay, with that being said, let's go to a few other things. The Lakers were 7 out of 23 from three-point shooting. That was 30%. That is horrible. But luckily, Utah Jazz, they were even worse. They were 4 of 23 from three-point shooting, 17%. Both horrible, both bad. That shows that it's such a low point shooting games. Maybe the Lakers' defense really did do very well. Unfortunately, I didn't watch this game, so I couldn't really see if they were playing great defense. But due to them, you know, Utah, that's the lowest they held any team to in three-point shooting at 17%. So just from the stats alone, that means the Lakers played pretty damn good defense. If you feel differently, please say something in the comments. Let me know, um, and we'll talk about it. I will address it. All right. Next, we're going to talk about the next game today, you Sunday. Think, you think uh, Brandon Ingram's 24 points had anything to do with LeBron's 22 points? Um, so no, LeBron's going to be LeBron. LeBron's going to score. I understand that. So mm -hmm. LeBron's acting as a shooting guard when he's in the game most of the time, right? Sometimes he'll bring the ball to court or whatnot. But, you know, LeBron is LeBron, and he he demands respect, and, and I'm sure his teammates would agree with him. So if you're acting as a point guard, then, you know, most of your job is to deliver, you know, you're going to call the plays, you're going to distribute the ball and everything. But, you know, if, if your guys ain't hitting, then, you know, you you, you got to pick it up, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, I think maybe uh, Brandon Ingram uh, is looking to get the ball to LeBron um, when they're on the court together. You know what I mean? Because um, I think as a point guard – he, he has the quickness and the fucking length, you know what I mean, to, to take people off the dribble and get to the hole and score, like, pretty pretty easily. I think a lot of his points come around the hoop. But um, when he's on the court with LeBron, like, he's going to, you know, run the plays. But more importantly, he's going to try to get the ball to LeBron. But if LeBron's not hitting, then I think he'll go. Uh, He's more likely to take it to, into his own hands and get you off the hole. What okay. if it's just the other way around and LeBron is looking to not take over the game as much and and have the rest of the team members contribute more so he's passing up his shots to allow the rest of the team members to, to uh, pick up the game so Okay, so I'm going to address both of those things that uh, they both asked. That was Courtney uh, and my dad, Stanley Cross. So, 
that's a good point. Thank you, Courtney, for bringing that up. So what I've noticed um, during watching these games is that uh, Brandon, Brandon Ingram does start at the shooting guard. And while LeBron James is on the court, this is, that, this is the dynamic that I see. Usually um, LeBron has the ball in his hand a lot of the times. He's more of acting kind of like the point forward. Even though he's starting as the the small forward, he a lot of times Lakers will come up court and they'll put the ball, they'll give the ball to LeBron and he'll kind of at the top of the court and he'll wait for players to move around and then he'll give a pass and he'll score. And that, that's why he's actually leading Lakers in, in assists this year. And Brandon Ingram, what I feel with him is they're they're kind of bringing him along as to try to be the number two scorer on the Lakers. And so what they'll do is Brandon Ingram, he'll kind of like, they'll give it to Brandon Ingram and LeBron will come up master the ball. And there's a couple times where Ingram doesn't necessarily wave off LeBron, but he will kind of be like, okay, I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to do my ISO ball right now. And I think the Lakers are trying to develop Brandon Ingram as an ISO scorer to be that backup guy. And so what happens is LeBron will give it to Ingram, and Ingram will kind of like just do his thing. Uh, LeBron will kind of go to the other side of the court, and then Brandon Ingram will go down and back it up. And what happens is they start him as a two guard, so he's usually you know he's matched up against a six five player, six four player. He's six foot nine, and he'll try to back that player up, and he'll try to do his ISO scoring, either drive, back up. And what Brandon Ingram usually does is he'll try to back the person up. But the problem is he doesn't have much leverage. He's very skinny. He's six foot nine, doesn't have much weight to him. So the smaller player actually usually get leverage on him. He can't really back them up and back them down. He'll get a little bit of play on them, but not much at all. And a lot of times Brandon Ingram has this kind of hook. And his problem is he'll try to hook that player and drive to the basket. And a lot of times when they're smaller, he'll hook and it'll grab their neck and it'll get an offensive foul. That happens a lot. So it seems like Brandon Ingram is still trying to learn that part of his his game. But the Lakers are giving him in those situations a lot of time because it's early in the season. And they're trying to develop him and get him to – because he's not going to learn how to do it until he just gets practice at it. So I feel that the Lakers and LeBron and them are keep giving him in those situations and want him to go at it. Go try to get your isolation ball scoring. And so he's a lot he's got very long reach. He's six foot nine, but he has a longer than average uh, arm reach. So they feel even if his guy is six to nine on him, he can still turn around just to a jumper on that person and have a longer reach and score over him. So they feel he can score on anybody. Almost like Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant is just just a killer. So I don't even want to mention his name. But Ingram got a lot of comparisons to Kevin Durant early in his career. But until Ingram gets more consistent with his jump shot, he'll never be close to compared to Kevin Durant. But to answer your question, I feel that when LeBron is on the court, every now and then they'll give it to Ingram. he do some isolation ball. He's getting better with it. In this game, he scored 24 points. So to this game, he did really well with it. This is probably one of his best games doing that. So he actually played really well with LeBron today. If he could do that every game, the Lakers probably would have a great record going forward. Um, next. Dad, you mentioned uh, your question was, what if LeBron is letting this players kind of kind of get their scores? And I agree with you. A lot early in the season, I was getting kind of upset, and a lot of players, Lakers fans that didn't watch LeBron early most of his career, 
we're thinking like, man, why is he being so passive? Why isn't he scoring? Why isn't he just taking over the game? Because I think he was trying to let see let the other players like, hey, I'm not going to take over this game because I'm trying to, you know, see how, how you are. I want to see Brandon Ingram, you're up and coming, you're a third-year player. People think you're going to be an all-star. Here, show me. Okay, Kyle Kuzma, here's the ball. Take these shots, you know. And it's not just so he's trying to see what – it's part of it. He's trying to see what they got. Not only that, they need to know what they have so when they get to the playoffs, they need multiple heads. LeBron can't just do it all by himself. He's going to need a second, third player. So they, they're trying to find that out now. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the, the, the opposing team's uh, defensive strategy going into the game, too. Because, I mean, LeBron, he, he commands respect, right? So it's like, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to want to double team him. You're going to have to, you know, when, when he's uh, setting screens or, or he's getting the screen, it's like the other guy's got to step up, you know, and you can't, you can't let him go over top, you know. And, uh, but, like, they will pull in two or three guys towards LeBron, you know, and if, and if he sees that that's going to be their defensive strategy, then he's going to let them do that. He's going to, like, pull in the defense and then shoot it out to somebody else who's going to end up smashing them or, you know, scoring, shooting a, shooting a three or something like that, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, no, good points you make. Appreciate that, Courtney. Um... So we're, we're about 25 minutes into the podcast right now. So what we're going to do is we're going to trans- transition now and talk about the game review of the Lakers versus Magic. Just to go over that and the stats. This is the game today. So I'm a little disappointed today. I was very upset. Thought the Lakers could have was supposed to win this game versus Orlando Magic at home at the Staples Center. They end up losing to them 108-104. to this is actually the second time they've lost to the Orlando Magic this year. Orlando Magic is 10 and 10. They're number eight in the Eastern Conference. They're okay. Um, the Lakers, um, they need to beat these teams like this in the Western Conference. However, you know, they lost to them 108 to 104. Um, the stats for this, LeBron James ended up having 24 points, six rebounds, one assist, and two steals. The second leading scorer in this game was Kyle Kuzma. He had 21 points, 7 for 15 field goals. He had 2 for 3 three-pointers and 5 assists. So that's actually pretty good for Kyle Kuzma. So I want to stop there for a minute and just talk about Kyle Kuzma because I I believe he should he's actually the guy that's going to be the Lakers' second leading scorer this year. He's actually right now leading. He, actually, he is the second leading scorer on the Lakers. Even though they're trying to groom Kyle Kuzma, correction they're trying to groom Brandon Ingram as that guy Kyle Kuzma I believe is that guy that fits right now with LeBron James he doesn't need to develop his style to fit with him he's already ready and and fits with him he cuts he's always moving around he's he's, as soon as he gets the ball he doesn't hesitate he shoots a three if he's open he drives instantly as soon as he gets the ball he dunks it he's he's ready right now now, he's older than Kyle Kuzma. Correction, he's older than Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram only played one year in college. You know, he's tw- he just turned 21. While Kyle Kuzma spent three years in co- college, he kind of groomed his game a lot more than than Kyle, than Brandon Ingram. 
But uh, so a lot of people feel that uh, Brandon Ingram has a higher upside, though. Well, you said it yourself. Uh, Ingram will go ahead and shoot that three. And uh, or Brand- Kuzma, Kuzma thank you. will go ahead and shoot that mm-hmm. three. But Ingram ain't, ain't got that three. <laughs> he ain't got that. So uh, that that changes your whole your whole outlook on, on the game. You know what I mean? If right. you can't throw up that three, then then they ain't going to respect that three. So they're going to let you shoot it. You know what I mean? So right. Gonna make, so, so with that, Ingram is actually a decent three-point shooter. The problem is he doesn't shoot it very often. He's hesitant. And so with that, what I was meaning is uh, Kuzma is not hesitant. If he's open, he will throw it up there every time. You could count on that. Brandon Ingram, he might be open, but he'll hesitate, and then he'll drive and then shoot a pull-up jumper from 17 feet. So right now, Kyle Kuzma's shooting about six three-pointers a game, while Brandon Ingram, even though he's not shooting a bad three-point percentage, he's only shooting maybe 2.2 to three three-pointers a game. So he's not shooting as many as Kyle Kuzma because he's just letting them fire. He's shooting them. Um, and the other part about, about Brandon Ingram, his three-point shot is it's not as fast as Kyle Kuzma's. Brandon Ingram will kind of, he has to kind of bring his shot and revolve it up and shoot it so it's it's not quite as fast so he might be open but he needs to be more open than kuzma because he takes longer to shoot it while well, call kuzma's shot is pretty much as soon as he gets it it's it's firing back so those are the, the subtle things about each one of their games that really make that difference Especially lebron they got the ac on high Ingram, it takes a lot to get his, his you know, his balance centered and everything, especially with the, the wind blowing a little hard. Like, he has to gather himself. Right, exactly. He has to gather himself. So with that, especially so thin, yeah, if the wind blows a certain way, he might get off balance. He might be in the stands. You never know. So I'm going to give a shout-out to Ingram, though, in this game. I haven't talked about I mean, it's hard to give a shout-out when you lose. But, look, Ingram had 17 points also and six rebounds, so he did decent. Both Kuzma and Ingram did decent. But you never do decent if you don't win. So that's what it is. What is it, a matchup problem with these guys? What is it? Um, It seems like that might be the case. Unfortunately, since I didn't get to watch the game, <laughs> I can't blacked tell out. you. <laughs> it was blacked out. The Lakers are now 8-9. and nine. Uh, one last thing before we go, we're going to do a review of the conference. Well, um, first place team right now is Golden State. Right behind them is the Clippers. Clippers are in second place. Would you believe it? People no. didn't actually pick them to make the playoffs at all. But um, 19 games even into this season, Clippers are second place. They look good in the preseason against the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, they did all right. So right now, though... I'm not going to talk about all the other teams. Lakers are number seven um, right now at 11 and eight. Golden State is number one. Lakers are number seven. The um, number eight team right now. All this is just going off the top of my memory because I'm so good like that. Um, The eight team right now is Sacramento Kings. Um, They're not going to, I don't believe they're going to last right now. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. I don't believe they are. So let's just talk of review it really quick. The three teams that were predicted not to play, make the playoffs this year, the Clippers, 
the Denver, um, correction, the uh, Clippers, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, and also the uh, Denver Nuggets weren't projected necessarily to make the playoffs, and there are one of the top teams right now. One more edit. It was the Portland Trailblazers was that other team that was not projected to make the playoffs. They are right now. Those teams are one of the top four. So just. Well, what happened to Portland that uh, took them off the list? All right. So with that, thank you, Courtney. That's going to be on podcast number five. Um, We're going to head and wrap this one up. Uh, Thank you guys all for joining us. Thank my family. Go ahead and say one last goodbye to all my podcasters out there. Hello. Yeah, yeah. If you're dipping, you're tripping. <laughs> Old school. All right. Old school warriors. All right. That's Courtney and Courtney. Robin, Robin, what you got? See y'all next time. See you next time. All right. Y'all have a good night. Happy Thanksgiving.